Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. It's about families joining together under one roof and yeah. just trying to stay out of each other's way while, while learning and growing together and, and, and getting into hijinks week after week and, and really yeah. teaching America what it means to, to be together. Uh, uh, as a family episode <clears throat> I'm talking, over <laughs> I'm talking of course about the Brady Bunch right yeah I don't know what the fuck this is hi everybody hello everyone uh, my name is David Bell my name is Tom Ryman and we just watched Fast X Fex yeah it really does sound like a courier service it, yes and you know what it, it, sound, it sounds like an option I can select at FedEx Fast X <laughs> For when Ooh, it yes. really needs to be there overnight. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Fuck it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, only only thirty dollars more. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll pay fifty extra dollars for that service. Yeah. <laughs> what what are we doing? Let's start back at the beginning, shall we? Los Angeles, two thousand one. Humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high speed smuggling. Mobile jailbreaks, train robbers. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity, they did it twice. But the days where one man behind the wheel of a car can make a difference are over. It's time to prepare for what's coming. You might want to buckle up. Listen, hi, hi, hello. So. This is a podcast um, mm-hmm. about movies where we so, talk about movies. So far, so good. Yeah. And we we have just watched the movie. And in this case, that movie is Fast X, the 10th Fast and Furious mm-hmm. uh, movie. The final um, ride, Dave. Yeah. Is it, though? Well, it's part <laughs> one of two, maybe or three. three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, starring all, all of the people. Um, action, you know, you know the deal. These, these, the series has gotten. Um, it's the Katamari Damasi of movies, right? Where it just as yes, it, as it, it continues just, oh on, it just keeps picking up new cast members, and um, yeah, it's hundred percent one of the most fascinating franchises in movie history. I think. Yes, I guess. Um, if you, in I, terms yeah. in terms of its trajectory, what it was, what it became and what it became again and what what it's become now it's pretty it's pretty wild this is a this is a unique franchise yeah and i mean in the ninth one they went to space um you know kind of this idea of like they know they know what they're they are to some extent they know that people are laughing at them uh and they got more and more over the top more and more like so bad it's good you know is uh i would say how a lot of people enjoy these uh and and 
it's definitely like, you know, it's gone far off the rails many times at this point um, that it's practically a superhero film. That's the whole gimmick, it's, right? It's, it's, it's like even beyond that. It's like, yeah. it's, it's graduated into, uh, it's like almost vaudeville, right? Like it's almost farce. Because it's like, yes. the actors, like, you know, you have really great actors that get put into these movies. Um, you yeah. know, like Helen Mirren and oh, like yeah, Charlie and Theron and, you know, like people that, and, and it, the, obviously the core cast is good as well. But it's, you get sort of, you know, Brie Larson, like another person who Everybody has an Everybody wants to be in on the joke. Right. And Everybody they all, wants to ham it up. They all want to have these scenes that are just like the most inexcusably ham-bony scenes of right. ludicrous exposition, but it's all done so tongue-in-cheek that it's like, it's like beyond superhero at this point. It's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's almost... It's like a parody of a parody of movies right. at this it, point. It, it's it's like a movie that'd be an idiocracy. Yeah. But it's not it's not a movie you should look at and go, oh, people are stupid because it knows no, what it's all. doing. Not at all. And everybody's in on the game, right? At this it's point. Not, it's not mean spirited. It's not <laughs> everybody's, a s- <laughs> hold on. Everybody's in on it except for one person. Except for one person <laughs> chiefly, primarily. Yeah. Uh, in particular, a one Vincent Diesel. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not like, in on the like, joke. It's like the Michael Douglas movie, The Game, where it's like yeah. everybody is making this elaborate thing. It's like it's it's like he's um a Make a Wish kid. Well, I was about to say <laughs> it's it's when a gr- it's when a room full of adults is playing along yeah. with a five year old's game. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah, it really is that. It's Vin unironically, <laughs> and that's what makes this movie so great. Is Vin has the unironic taste of a twelve year old boy. Yeah. Um. So he thinks all of this stuff is cool as shit, and it is cool as shit. But it's right. also really funny. Right. But I. So I really wanted to hammer that home because I. I gotta say, this movie sucked. I thought. I um, like. I liked this one better than the last one. I really. I didn't think this movie sucked. I didn't think it was great. And you're. Re- I think you're really starting to see, the seams. Um, I think it's good that it's ending because, like I said, it really is apparent in this movie that this these films have become farce. Like they're right, they're they're but parodies of parodies uh, at this point. Yeah, but well, I here's still, my argument. I still thought it was entertaining. Uh, I guess, but my here's my argument is as a farce, I thought this was bad. I thought this was so. I I took a timer to this movie because something fascinated about about it, mm-hmm. or there was something that fascinated me about it. Uh, Ninety minutes into this film, there is two car scenes uh and one of them's just like a race the action of this movie in my opinion sucked uh it like that's what i mean as an over-the-top action farce i thought it did a bad job um and oh. we'll we'll go through it but like um, I, thought, I thought it did better than the last movie well i mean it's all cgi pretty much it except is. for like i it looked is. into it and like they they did this they, I love it when they do this. The director did an interview where he's like no it's it's practi- practical effects baby. And I read the interview and the only example they gave was the beginning scene the bomb. They're like that bomb's real. And it's like yeah, it's a prop. Or is that how low the bar is now? It's like yeah, the 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 physical bomb that you dragged around or rolled. Yeah, there's some real shots of that. That it's like when Jurassic World was like we're back to animatronics and what they actually meant was a single dinosaur head in one scene. Right. And they're, yeah, it's that where like, 
this isn't practical. There's there's very few actual action scenes in this. Right. Um, and most of them are CG. Yes. That's yeah. the, the thing with this series, though, is it's been that for so long that I don't go to this movie expecting that. I go to see, this was... movie expecting to see, uh, not not to be thrilled by the action set pieces, but be t- but to be entertained by how charmingly over the top they can go. And it's sure they like the last one, I thought they didn't do that. So it was like a double whammy of boring where it's like it's big CGI stunts and they're also not interesting. I thought this movie did a better job of making them interesting because I was entertained by them in the way that I'd be entertained by cartoon action. You know what I mean? I, I, I see. I still don't fully agree with that because I, I get that, yeah, this is, I don't quite remember Fast 9, but I know that one was boring as it shit. It was real boring. But when we look at the action scenes of this, we have that first, you know, Vatican scene. And that's a fun opening offer, for sure. Um, but in terms of car stunts, they just keep flipping things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, all the and practical like, stunts is they flip cars or flip trucks. Or they're dragging and like the, things. Yeah, and that's the only thing they had in this. And you compare it to some of the other ones where they, like, threw cars out of a plane or like a car jumped from one building to another in dubai and and so like it this actually felt like an early installment for that reason um where like it didn't feel like they really brought it and the the first sequence is like okay that was fun but it kind of ends with them just like hitting a crane in the cgi shot and the crane hitting the ball to the water dude and i was like i was like that's fine but like don't, okay. don't say that it just kind of ends with him hitting a crane, because what happens is he <laughs> rockets off a bridge at, I don't know, 160 miles an hour and crashes head first into a crane that right. then sends his car pinwheeling off into the distance. I howled when that happened. I mean, it's, it's definitely it's, fun. It's so like... The, I thought this movie did a better job. Well, this is interesting because I thought this movie did a, a better job at nailing the melodrama that makes it fun. But also this movie is too melodramatic, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. I have something written down for that specifically later. But like it really did a good job of like having them be like, Dom, you got to get out of there. And his like eyes narrow and he's like, I haven't tried everything yet. And he just I can't stress enough. He just rocket cars head first into the side of a crane. Right. But again, it's <laughs> it's, it's very it's a, funny. It's a CGI scene. It is. And nobody's affected. No. So it, it's like, and for you me, know it's like the you Transformers film where it's just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, that that is a, cartoon like yeah i could it it's it, you know? it, it struck me like when batman in the in the latest battenson the batman right it struck me like the scene where he eats shit when he's done base jumping like it's it's like right. the, it's in this moment where like the music is swell is swelling and it's supposed to be high tension and this big action payoff and it's the funniest most slapstick shit you've ever seen for sure <laughs> But that's all to say that's that's the one of yeah. two car chases in the first 90 minutes. Actually, hour 45, I, I clocked it. Um, because the second one is just the drag race, and mm-hmm. he just puts bombs, and then it's just exploding cars. And that's a three-minute scene. Um, and I just thought, in terms of like, okay, we're going to make an over-the-top dumb action movie, that just didn't feel like enough for an hour 45 minutes in. Um it's basically one big set piece and then a drag race and then some fight scenes that I would argue is just not their strong, you know, it's fast and furious, right? Like you're here right. for the it's car not, stunts. It's not 
their strongest thing. It's you're not getting John Wick the raid level right. stunt work. They still and the fight and scenes so I, were, I thought I was, were still were still okay. Um, like Michelle Rodriguez fine. and Charlie Theron had a good one. Yeah, they're fine. They're de- perfectly ma- like serviceable. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird to me how like I I found the action in this very mediocre overall. Where like again, an hour forty five in. Am I am I missing something? Because I, I no, you're I right. Might it's be. these movies. I mean, it's they have the two big set pieces where it's the the drag race and the Vatican chase. But there's also like the opening action sequence and there's a couple of like smaller like fist fights and things like that that happen in between but you're right, right. And those are the two big sequences but um these, and then the, the ending sequence is just a chase on the highway that i was like we've seen this we've seen it so many times and then he drives down a dam which was fun but you know not real that's, that's so i was just like it was weird to me it was like there was no big Oh my God! Look at this stunt we pulled off. You know what I mean? Like we 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 you know like Mission Impossible has always a stunt, and I yeah. always felt like these movies were supposed to be that way too. They may have been supposed to have been that twenty years ago, but it's not. Yeah, what, it's not. It's not what they are, and it's not what they have been for the past decade and change. So it's yeah. like, you you. I guess you got to stop expecting that from these movies because right. it's but not what they are. Right, and that's all to say. I'm kind of like done. I think that's fair because. Yeah, because gotten, I'm like, I, it's. Oh, finish. Oh, I'm on. sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, just because it's like I didn't get in terms of action, it gave me nothing. Like there was nothing in this that I either hadn't seen before or just wasn't real, you know. And so it was just like even the over the top stuff was still not as over the top as other films has done. You know what I mean? So right. it just kind of like, felt middle of the road and like, really for the 10th fast and the furious film, this is all you could think of. Right. Like, you know, like you compare it to like Hobbs and Shaw where he's like, he's muscling, uh, holding down that line of cars hanging See, from think, a helicopter. I think Hobbs and Shaw is probably the best one of these that's come out. And which is funny I because I hear a lot of people say the opposite and that it's the worst. But to me that like, of the past couple of fast movies that's the one that's really understood okay if we're not going to do stunts for real they have to be so over the top yes and i think they did it was perfect yeah yeah um yeah you're right i think this movie has you know the casts we said it was the katamari damasi of movies the casts have gotten so big that it's you have to spend so much time on this interpersonal yes. stuff and getting each character brought into the plot, like it really starts winnowing away at the time that you have for action sequences. That's definitely true. Um, I think it's also true that the series needs to recalibrate, which is funny because this is their big swan song, but it's like it escalated so much to the point where they literally went to space in the last one. And he like exactly his car yeah. Tarzan swung off of a cliff. So it's like they have to like sort of reboot and be like, okay, well, we can't really top space unless we do time travel, which they should. Um, they should, yeah. But so it's sort of like a thing. Okay, and I, I, you will argue it seems like uh, they were not successful in this, and I probably agree with you for the most part, even though I was still entertained by it. But it seems like they co- at least correctly realized that okay, well, if we can't top it, we should at least go back to stuff, you know. Go go back to something that may be familiar, but try to be more clever about it in a way that we didn't do before. And that seems like that's right. what they were trying to do with the action in this. Um, whether or not they succeeded kind of depends on how much you were entertained by it. Um, right. But yeah, I do agree that it really is just stuff. Like you said, it's either 
rolling or flipping a car or dragging a big object or another vehicle. And that's all stuff that we've seen in a bunch of the other movies for sure. Yeah. Like I, that's what was so surprising is like, I knew this was going to be cheesy and bad and, you know, be silly, but I, I figured I would at least see a few things that made me laugh or at least that I hadn't seen. And I just was generally underwhelmed. You know, who wasn't in this film much Vin Diesel. No, not like, really. that's the thing is this movie is definitely, like you said, really overstuffed. It's trying to do kind of the um, end, or Avengers Infinity War thing where it's like, meanwhile here, meanwhile here, meanwhile here. But it didn't actually ever feel like that mattered. You know what I mean? Where it was like, why are they all split up? Like, I don't uh, I don't think they need to be split up. It, it felt like it just added more scenes. I'm pretty sure they're all split up because... <laughs> Most of they the all cast hate each other. can't stand to be in the same room as Vin Diesel. That's extremely funny. Yeah, I was going to say, I also got the feeling of um, this was like really cobbled together with producer notes. Like the example that really stuck out to me is the Pete Davidson scene, um, which was like, it felt like a producer being like, we need it to be funnier. We need a funny scene. And they go to this like 90s internet cafe. It was like, what is, what is happening? And the characters are like, this is so weird how this is like an old internet cafe. And I was like, yes, it is. It is odd. Why, yeah, you're right. Why are you doing this? And why are you commenting also, on it? Also, was that Jim Brewer inside, inside Jason Statham's punching bag? <laughs> I don't think so, but that would I be really need funny. to look. Uh, I need to search that right now. That would be very funny if it was. Um, but the Pete Davidson scene is like they're getting information or something. Um, they need and to it's use just the, kind of they go to him to like buy stuff on the black market, and that's as much right. as they ever say that like nothing yeah. ends up coming of that because he he dimes them out and they have to run. But I don't think they ever like find the stuff out. Oh no, wait, that's when they go to that's when they go to Statham. Right. Yes. So that scene feels like it could have been taken completely out of the movie. Um, and as evidenced to me by the 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 mushrooms, the muffin, where he's like one of them eats a drug muffin and then hallucinates in the cafe. And then in the next scene, he's just fine again. And like to me, that just like really screamed a, the a scene that they added later because it didn't like the drug muffin. He was just on drugs for that scene. And then he's fine yeah in the rest like shit like that where it was like it feels so like weirdly like slopped together in a way that's inconsistent and like everybody again is like separated but it doesn't feel like it it builds to anything or like john cena is in it to like escort um vin diesel's son uh before spoilers uh you know dying but obviously not dying because nobody dies um, that was legitimately. I, all I was thinking was like, why couldn't they have had Vin Diesel and his son be on the run? Wouldn't that have been the better idea? Because by the end, when he's like with his son, I'm like, I feel no connection between. Right, these because two. they've spent because, the whole movie bonding him with Cena. Exactly. So, so it's like, like that's shit the like journey. That. That's the journey the kid's supposed to have with his dad. Like that's the right. You know. <laughs> Like, because they had so many characters, they couldn't actually tell a cohesive story, which I know sounds silly for Fast and the Furious, um, because it is, because, you know, most people don't give a shit, nor should they. But it just felt it, like the thing that hurt it the most for me is they also couldn't cram in any action because they're too busy doing that. It was weird. Yeah. There's something I wanted to talk about, and it's yeah. the idea of the self-parody, where um, the final scene, as you mentioned, is... Um, 
you know, there's this big highway car chase where they smash two helicopters and John Cena uses his like twisted metal car. He's built himself a twisted metal car that shoots right. like a grenade or like, yeah, big, big barrel grenades. Uh, he blows himself up to save Dom and the kid and they're quartered on this van, a van this dam. And yeah. Jason Momoa blows up two semi trucks. So they have to drive down the vertical face of the dam. So the, the, the finale of the movie is this like thrilling sequence is supposed to be maximum, maximum thrills and maximum tension for the audience as, as right. Dom is racing vertically down a dam with a huge fireball chasing him. He's got a little kid in the seat next to him and there's fire all around him. And all I could think of was the Scorcher trailer from Tropic Thunder where he's, <laughs> where he's holding the baby. Yes. It's like it, I, in one of the eventual sequels that they're because this that's the gag, right? Like the sequels eventually get to the point where the hero is like stuck with a kid or some kind of weird sidekick in this right. in this ludicrous situation. He's driving vertically down the face of a dam with right. a huge fireball behind him. And it was it just one like, of those moments where it was like, How did we get here? Like this is so you cannot care about what's happening in that scene because it's so removed from reality. Right. And it's it, so gotten to the point where it's like, it's, you know, Dom is Dom. Dom's invincible. He's he's Yoda in these movies. And then, like, obviously Dom's kid is going to be fine. And it's just, right. we've seen him drive his car uh, just casually now. He casually drives his car into, like, death chasms and just lands and is fine. So it's just... This how it, it's good. The series is is ending because it like absolutely it, it can't really it can't one up itself anymore. Like we said, because they've already been to space and they kind of even screwed that up a little bit. But we talked about they it. Did. Go back two years and listen to our Fast Nine I, episode. Yeah, but it's just it's just funny that it's gotten so so much of of a of a parody and a one upsmanship of it of itself that it's it just feels like. Like I said, it just feels like farce. Like it just right. feels like the actors are all looking at us, going like, "Huh." Ah? That scene was also terribly shot. It felt it felt like a mid two thousands scene because like the cameras like zooming through it, like trying yeah. to do that bullet time. Yeah, and I was like, "This looks like garbage." Um, like it, yeah. And then it, so the cliffhanger is he Jason Momoa blows up the dam, and it's like to be continued. And all I thought was like, I couldn't care less. Um, because I know what's going to happen. He's going to get back in that car and like surf the fucking tidal wave and not have a scratch on him because this movie has no stakes. Like it's established. You can't. So this is an interesting thing in my head. You can't do a cliffhanger if your movie has no stakes and the fast and the furious, they've had no stakes for, for five movies now. Um, you just can't do that in my in my opinion um i'm sure people will see the other movie because they'll just see them right yeah. and that's fine like i get that but the idea that they're like and how would it end and i'm like just fucking conclude it here give us a big action like scene. it's gonna he's gonna get out of it however you say he's gonna get out of it exactly like, like it's, like, it's stupid the only, to pretend the only way this cliffhanger could surprise me is if the the next movie begins with vin diesel just opening his mouth really wide and swallowing all of the water right and so it, it yeah exactly and they should do that they should and do so that. like they would if they weren't cowards right and that was the thing that like just it didn't work for me because 
And then a blowhole opens up on his neck, Dave, and just sprays the water <laughs> out. And then it says Fast X Part 2. I would love that. Billion dollar opening weekend. He turns into a whale. It's, whale. Yeah, it's just I'd watch part that. whale now. If he was an orca or something, and then like they're like, we never told you who your parents were. And then that's, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a I killer whale wearing that, that yeah. crucifix medallion. Right. The problem is that the movie takes it's it still feels like it reminds me of like a straight to dvd seagal film that somehow got a huge budget which is that it's it thinks it's way more serious than it is you know what i mean where it's it like, has it has the Im- implied weight or like the forced feeling of weight of a of a game that a kid plays like with their action right. figures like like and it's no like, this is totally serious why are you laughing he's his his best friend but he's got the doom laser so now he has to drive this jeep through his face why right. are you laughing right and it's it's always been that where it's like he's yeah. a secret agent but he also lives like in a cool in a right. super but he's house. also a criminal and but a like kid, it's yeah and he's it's, also a criminal and they do barbecues but he goes on super secret missions yeah. with his friends but they're all car missions and it's like yeah so it's stupid that's it's stupid yeah that's his whole thing and my my again i go back to the uh, my point of view of this movie is it wasn't stupid enough um, in the, the action um, to make up like it felt like they spent too much time on dialogue and like characters and that stuff was garbage because of course it is it really um, was yeah there, there were so there were like, a couple of real painful uh uh comedy scenes in this movie yeah and it's yes oh god and so for me i was just like when get to another car chase i'm begging you yeah. like i what is this like i'm i'm almost two hours into this movie and you've barely given me action and all you're giving me is like bad comedy scenes and bad dramatic scenes and they tried to make it feel like jason momoa was like some like really he's like the joker like he's like the main villain and it's like we don't know who this guy is you're retconning him in um and then like vin diesel being on the run like like I love the scene after the Vatican where it's like, he's a fugitive. And then they cut to him just in the Vatican, like right near where it happened in broad daylight. Like I'm a fugitive. And I'm like, run, <laughs> what are you doing? And then he's just talking to Helen Mirren and it's like, all right, if you want us, want me to feel something, an urgency of an action movie, you got to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to like, don't, they needed to cram in Helen Mirren. Right. What they should have done there is another action scene when he's getting away from the cops. You know what I mean? Um, there's just there. It felt like it was just there was no excuse not to cram more action in this when you have movies like Mad Max Fury Road that exist. Yeah, where it's that's like, very true. Yeah, where it's just like or John Wick. Um, and when they're like, no, we have to focus on the characters and the comedy and have these like so many scenes where they're just talking to each other. I was so fucking bored. Um, when he's like, it's just like, I don't know who these people are. I don't give a shit. Like no one does. It was just weird to me. Um, <laughs> like the, the, this, like, like the brief first Brie Larson scene where they're in that like slideshow TV room. Oh yeah. Talking to, and it's talking just Jack this, Reacher. Yeah. That was, that was the most embarrassing scene, I think. Cause that it's just, awful. it's like a real sweaty exposition dump introducing these two brand new characters and who they are and why we're supposed to care about them and how they're connected to the story. And they also have to establish that they, these two characters specifically have a conflict with each other 
And then we also have to establish what Brie Larson's role is going to be as like the maverick that's going to go help Dom in this like three and a half minute just garbage dump of dialogue. It's it's really bad. Right. And they're (laughs) acting terribly on purpose, I would hope, because they're all good actors or most of them. So it's like, okay, the acting's bad. The dialogue's bad. There's no action happening. Um, And there's just so much of that. The comedy was bad when it was like the weird joke that the kids like excited about John Cena's truck. And I was like, it's just a truck kid. And then the joke is, Oh, but it's actually a small car. It's it's actually an older Mustang. He's tough, but he listens to funny music. And it was like that constantly. And it was like, I'm, I can't stand this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the acting in this movie. uh, Like I, I keep saying it, this movie feels like a farce and it's, the, the acting feels like SNL sketch acting. Like it feels like in some case, I, I don't know. It just feels like they, the, all the actors in this movie know that this is the goofiest thing in the world and they're right. leaning into it with how serious they're playing it, which on paper is a good idea, but like it, it doesn't always work. And, it, and And scenes like this where it's, it works when it's, you're doing things like, uh, like an Arnold line where you like, uh, you know, the, the throwing a knife into a guy's chest and saying, stick around. Like it's, right. it's that kind of tone that they're kind of acting, but like they're doing it in a, in a five minute dialogue scene. Right. And not in a scene where they're like, you know, cartwheeling out of a car down a speeding highway and, you know, right. Exactly. Rhino. They should have shit. Yeah. It's, right. They should have made excuses. It's, it's to me, this is like a, a two and a half hour porn with 20 minutes of sex. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. And it, the rest is just porn dialogue. And it's like, I'm, you know, that's not, that's not why I'm here. Um, I, that's why it reminded me of the Transformers movies. Cause those kind of had that problem too, where it's like these big oh, stupid yeah. robots just talking to each other. And I'm like, I <laughs> shoot something. I'm, I'm begging you <laughs> do something fun. <laughs> i i'm grateful to the transformers movies for that though because it's a guaranteed yeah. laugh from me every time when there's a trailer for a new one every <laughs> time true. guaranteed laugh when a robot appears and says optimus now is the winter of our, fa- our future <laughs> d- destruction you know it's yeah. that's never not going to be funny as shit to me yeah um, it is very funny uh, uh, sadly none of these people are giant robots although a few members of the cast come close Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Vin Diesel feels kind of like an Optimus Prime. There's a lot. I mean, just I just meant in terms of massive dudes like this is a pretty yeah. this is almost like a predator ratio of. Oh, yeah. Gigantic dudes. Oh, yeah. Fucking Jack Reacher in this. He's like playing an agent. And I'm like, that's not what they look like. Um, it's, it's like it was one of those funny things where they reveal him to be a villain later. And like he gets in the action. I'm like, no shit. He's yeah, of Jack course. Reacher. You catch. You, yeah. You cast Jack Reacher who is i think accidentally the biggest guy in this movie yeah it's like gee i wonder if he's gonna fight anybody in this yeah yeah uh (laughs) it's it's like silly but he didn't even do it that much he gets like one fucking fight scene in an alleyway he beats up a couple of guys but he's gonna be in the sequel dave of course he is this felt it that's what it is is like it, it was like all set up to the next movie yeah it was very um very infinity war yeah, but not 
not entertaining to me at least not not anywhere i wouldn't say it was nearly anywhere near as successful as infinity war was for sure yeah like they were trying to like put everybody in this specific but it yeah i feel like they could have done it with more action and more efficiency in general um it just i don't know man i yeah i just got very little from this it had like three different plot lines going it didn't seem like everybody was working toward the same goal so it was like it was like resetting your sort of pace each time it cut to a new storyline which is something that infinity war did really well right Um, and yeah it's all disconnected yeah where yeah they all just sort of it just keeps cutting to different people going places and talking about different things but none of it felt related and it was like and it was also this feeling of like they really thought they had to cram everybody into it so it's like i don't know if i need helen mirren here you know i don't think i'd even need jason statham even though i i adore jason statham i mean you always need jason statham yeah but you know what i mean where it's like i don't know i i feel like these could have been scenes with cars car chases and stuff instead man i just really didn't get much it it really felt like it really felt like they lost the thread is just my main thought of this where it felt like they they really didn't they've lost control out of what these movies are mm-hmm. and what they're supposed to be uh and they sort of don't understand anymore in my opinion like they crammed so many characters and like i just don't think that's what is <laughs> the point of these movies well i don't know um, about i don't know about that because they they got good responses um each time they've done that and you know into the whole like justice right. for um i can't even remember his name anymore han yeah. justice for han um but like i think it's it's i i, I think i agree of the series having lost the, the thread just in terms of it doesn't have it doesn't seem to have any new ideas because yeah that's for sure it keep it's it's not just that like the action is repeating itself but it's all of the beats with the characters keep repeating themselves like they've brought multiple characters back to life they keep like it's become a joke like it's it's a joke in this movie where they keep whoever is the bad guy in one movie becomes part of the team in the next movie and it's like jason momoa actually makes a joke about it um, and this one, because of the whole thing with Jack Reacher, they think he's on their team. And then he's like, nope, no, I'm not. Um, right. And oh, by the way, that was a terrible because he spends most of the movie like I'm bad. And then he's good for like two scenes. And he's well, like, I, I was bad. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know. I you mean, that's that I, I I appreciated that fine because that felt a little that was sort of meta. And that was honestly one of. The, oh, right. That's true. One of the more clever yeah. things the movie does, because, you know, they cast him. It's like, oh, OK, he's he's Jack Reacher. He's kind of a guy that's on the rise now. He's a great big, huge guy. I just assumed he was going to be yet another guy that starts out, you know, like The Rock did. A guy that starts out right. as chasing them and then he realizes they're actually good. So he becomes part of the team. So I just thought it was going to be that again. Because right. this it movie did. repeats its these movies repeat themselves so often. Right. And because they make it where he just like takes Vin Diesel's side almost immediately. Yeah. And I remember thinking like that was weird. And then I guess it it does explain it that he was doing it on purpose to trick him. Um I just was like, I don't know what the point of him doing that was. No, nothing uh, really. It's Yeah. It's you know, <laughs> There's a lot, I mean, we don't, uh, there's no point in talking about it in this sense, but like the reasons people do things in this, like uh, Brie Larson being like, I'm going to get you out of here um, by stabbing you. So you go to the infirmary 
and then you fight Charlie Theron and then it like cuts away and cuts back and they're just like not fighting and I'm like oh okay and then she like fights her again and then she tries to escape but it's Antarctica and I was like why didn't Brie Larson like explain that to her um and then like it's just like to me it's all obviously it's just nonsense and then at the end fucking Gal Gadot shows up in a sub and I'm like okay like <laughs> sure like it, it nothing matters um but again that feels like a silly criticism on me, uh, honestly because these are silly movies um yeah but it does but like, it does kind of speak to the how it, it can't really it, it's 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 difficult for these movies to keep you in, engaged sometimes because it does just yeah like uh, they it's it's them in the infirmary they get loose charlie's there and gasses all the guards with this knockout gas she said okay we have about four minutes those guys won't stay asleep for long and then they have their fight scene because Michelle Rodriguez just can't let it go. I'm not sure what she can't let go because I didn't see the one that Charlie Theron was in. But they seem right. to suggest that she killed somebody that they cared about. So obviously sure. they're going to fight. But they do that fight and then it cuts away. And when it returns to them, it's Michelle Rodriguez climbing up by herself out of the vent into... Uh, she opens a hatch and realizes she's in the middle of Antarctica. And she's like, oh, great. She climbs back down and Charlize is down there just sitting on the floor in a snowsuit. Right. And they have like an ironic conversation as she hands her a snowsuit. And mind you, it's been about 20, 25 minutes of movie since we last checked in with them. And the last time we were checked in with them, she said they had about four minutes to get out of this room. Right. But they're just hanging out there now. So it yeah, does. There was definitely that feeling of like, did I miss a scene? Right. So like, I, I don't think it's. I do see what you're saying. It's you don't want to nitpick plot holes in a movie like this, but I think something like that is actually kind of something to point out because it undermines the pace of the movie and sort of the urgency of the movie. So it's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to keep you like engaged when it's just like, well, nothing like literally nothing like not even this, right. this uh, timetable that you just told us we had even matters. Right. That's the thing. Like I, I it is, you're right. Because I, in my opinion, this all serves the main thing, which is I think these are this is a bad action movie because what makes a good action movie is, for example, urgency or like rules uh, or stakes or the, are the important. Understandable. Like, why is Charlie Stan wearing that Antarctic coat when she goes down? How does she know what like little things like that where I just felt like I I couldn't. And it's the same with comedy, in my opinion, is like going back to the stupid fun mushroom or whatever. Um, so you have a character eat mushrooms accidentally, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he looks down at his hands. They're weird. Now I thought, oh, that that's, this is shaping up to be a cool idea that Han now is, has to be, deal with being on mushrooms right. while like doing action because, scenes well, and stuff. The very next scene is they leave that place, the Pete Davidson place where Han has eaten, uh, muffins at clearly have mushrooms or something in them the very next scene is them going to this alley this like sketchy place in the alley and, and han being like okay i have to handle this on my own so i was thinking the same thing i was like oh he's gonna be tripping while he's trying to do yeah. whatever this is so that'll be a fun little game no he's just fine it never references the fact that he's high again yep and so that's just bad like that not even d bad, dumb bad or fun bad like to me that's like well you you added this idea um in one scene and then forgets about it to the point that i'm watching the movie i'm like did i miss something did i make that up did i imagine that um like these fun opportunities um for like compelling action or funny action or silly action that they just sort of don't 
do because it's too over crammed with i don't i don't even know what at this point um where it's just like this is bad action and again not so bad it's good as far as i'm concerned it's just kind of it bored me because it would make these offers or do these things or be like weird and disjointed um in ways that just were like a little confusing and then just like generally boring when it's like oh they're on a bridge and one of them has a gun to someone's head and i'm like okay that's sure i've seen that a million times you know like these scenes that are like what are am i supposed to feel tension here because they they broke the series already so there's no going back to trying to make me care about characters or tension or any of that uh so it just ends up being like i don't know just kind of bland as far as i'm concerned there were some fun parts for sure Mm -hmm. um but for the most part i was just like fucking bored um, Jason Momoa is having a lot of fun. That's for sure. He's taking a big swing. He is. He's basically uh, playing Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really, I've I really appreciated uh, it. Yeah, I've seen people bring up that he's a queer coded villain, which I I can see that conversation for sure. I don't oh, think they yeah. meant anything malicious by it. I think they. I think what it is is that he's like he took a big swing and I appreciate him trying mm-hmm. <laughs> is really what it comes down to. I'm just like, he's clearly having the most fun out of anybody else in this movie. He was like a ray of sunshine at times for me. Oh yeah. Um, where I was he's, just like, at least he's doing something. Yeah. He was great in every scene he was in. So yeah, I'm talking to the dead bodies. That was, I that like was that, fun. Yeah. That was, that was the, the only comedy scene that I actually laughed at. Yeah. Jason Momoa um, is like single-handedly made this movie tolerable for me because um, I was just every time he was on screen, I was like, all right, at least we got this guy. It's so <laughs> like it he's was, having a lot of fun. It was so weird watching this movie and like remembering it's like, ah, man, remember when they had him play Cal Drogo? Like, it's so funny. Right. It's so funny, like the roles that Momoa gets now as opposed to what he was getting at the beginning of his career, which is just like really intense dudes that don't say anything yeah and it's like in this movie he's like daffy ducking his way through it yeah so. and he was he was legitimately like the only funny person yeah. amongst amongst other people who are comedians who do that for a living i was just like man he's acting he's like acting circles around everybody else with this shit yeah he's having a great time john cena was fine but i don't think they gave him anything fun you know Oh, um, I liked his scenes with the kid. I thought they were sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, no. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Is he was good, but I don't think they gave him enough of an opportunity. I guess. Um, like he did have good scenes with the kid for sure, mm-hmm. but ultimately they felt like again like cuttable scenes where it was just like I I don't know, man. Just have oh, the yeah. kid and Dom. Yeah, it's a completely yeah. It's a baffling storyline to have in, the, yeah. in a movie like this, but because we also like he's no care he doesn't really have a character no, we, you know what i mean we like just we just met, met him, him last movie yeah and he was when the, he's he like, was the bad guy last movie right when he's like sacrificing himself i'm like what why <laughs> like I, I don't know enough about this guy to know that he'd make that decision yeah and and that's a, the other big part of this is i wanted to point out is that so to make a villain like this because i want to talk about what the villain wants and the villain wants to destroy dom's life right yeah that's the whole point mm-hmm. the first thing he does is blow up the vatican and frame dom um and the problem with that and the problem with the movie like this which we already talked about is what should happen 
is honestly, he needs to kill someone who Dom cares about to actually have stakes, to actually make this a villain that's worthy of a 10th film. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to make him like Thanos. And it's like, well, what is the first thing Thanos does? He beats the fuck out of the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, He takes him out of the movie. Yeah. And so it's just like, you need to do something like that to make the movie work. But since they're like contractually obligated to like keep every fucking (laughs) character, uh, even when they die, uh, they will come back. You can't, there's no, again, there's not enough stakes to make the villain evil or formidable or like threatening in any like emotional way you know what i mean right because even when they do the thing where it certainly seems that john cena is dead i'm not sure because the movie has brought back more than one character from the dead exactly so i I can't even when even when they do try to tell us that those stakes are there i don't trust it Like, right. I, fact, I don't no one dies in this as far. Maybe like it, it seems like scene is dead and it, and it but oh. he might come back. Uh, I mean, Gal Gadot got, came back. I mean, no one dies in the series. Oh, I see. Like, yeah. Like no one dies. No one dies. Right. Period. Yeah. In the series. Yeah. Like I believe by the end, it'll be a net gain of lives. Uh, right. The, 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 that know. dude that got killed in the very first one, like whatever, right. his, whatever his name was. <laughs> The little, yeah, the I'm little, sure he'll be back. little nerdy gearhead who dies in, in the very first one. And it's a big dramatic scene. He's going to come back right. in the next movie. And my, I guess I go I, again, going back. My opinion is that's fine. That's all fine. If they just focused on action and this didn't, uh, not nearly enough. This was like, we're going to do like drama and like raise the stakes and have an evil villain. But it's just like, you've already made a series where none of that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, it just can't i don't know it just like i you know like there's no way for me to care about that stuff um like when at the end he crashes the plane i'm like they're fine they're all fine oh well yeah it goes around the yeah you yeah that one is real obvious that like it's it's i know that ludicrous and uh ramsey and tyrese and uh, whoever else is on the airplane like i know they're all oh han i know they're all fine yeah they can't even do a cliffhanger with um uh fucking the antarctica it would be a good like imagine if they got out of the base and they're just walking in the fucking uh fucking snow and they're like what are we gonna do that's how you do a cliffhanger <laughs> but they can't even do that no nope. like it, it it's just like there's no stakes here so i don't know why we're spending so much of the movie on that i don't know um yeah there's so, one more thing i wanted to call out oh yeah and i have to talk about 4dx real quick but yeah you do Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to call out something (laughs) that uh, I think is a perfect example of what of the movie getting it right and sort of like the tone, the tone that the entire movie needed to be. There, There is a scene where Dom is looking around his house at pictures of his family and his, 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 so his extended found family as well. And, you know, they're all just, right. they're all just production stills from the different fast movies, but whatever, that's not what's perfect. about they, it. Yeah. They literally watch the old movies in this, but go on. They do like the Yeah. He gets to, I think this is, this might actually be later when he's in his bedroom with Michelle Rodriguez and they're trying to decide what, what's next for them. Um, and right. he looks up at their wedding photo, Dave. And I don't know if you clocked their wedding photo, but 
Their wedding photo is a picture of the two of them standing, facing each other in front of an uh, an altar in, in a church, uh, but there's nobody else around. Right. It seems to be in an empty church. It seems to be in, a, in, in the church where the finale of Romeo plus Juliet took place. Right. Um, it's like a church from a music video from the 90s. Um, <laughs> and Michelle Rodriguez is wearing kind of a cool wedding dress, sort of like Madonna and like a version, something like that. Um, and uh, but anyway, so she's she's but she's wearing a dress and Dom is wearing white slacks and a crisp white sleeveless tank top. <laughs> it's perfect in their wedding photo. Perfect. He's wearing a sleeveless white tank top. Yeah, his finest. His sleeveless his white. finest white tank top. It's so that's good. the tone that the entire movie needs to be. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh man. And Ugh. it takes itself too seriously most of the time. Unfortunately. Yeah. Weirdly. Unfortunately. Imp- improbably. I really think. I really think this is one of the worst. Fast and Furious movies. Um, I, I I understand liking it Man, more than Fast Nine. I, I really but thought I would, the last one was worse. Yeah, I would say they're both two of the worst. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I I think that they don't really deserve people to watch another one. (laughs) Like, I think this is all set up. I think they should have taken this story and whatever the next one is and made it one film. Cause this felt like they didn't have enough to put in one film while simultaneously having to cram a lot into it. Meaning that I'm just like, again, like, like the action scenes were sparse. Um, and it was all just fucking exposition. And the exposition felt like, by the end, when they're at the dam, I was like, there are easier ways to get to this point. Yeah. Like, this should be the halfway point of another movie. Um, and so that's why it feels like they just wanted more money and they wanted to stretch this out. And this movie is just kind of, I think, just blah. Uh, it, 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 you know, it just it was so underwhelming for me in general. Um, however, the most enjoyable part of this movie to me was watching it in 4DX. And mm. I just, I need to share my 4DX sure, story lay it on because us. I went to the Regal 4DX and let me tell you, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was the single most dystopian and disheartening theatrical experience I ever had. And I'm so glad I did it because it was also very funny um, because it is, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if people have done 4DX. I know you did Tom for the, um, uh, the, what's it called? The, uh, the, the equalizer. The Equalizer. So for The Equalizer, it was, you know, it was silly, but they kind of knew how to tone it down for the action. For this, for the 4DX seemed to, whoever designed it, seemed to think that we would want to know what it felt like to get into car accidents. I literally oh, got that whiplash. sounds like fun. Yeah, I had to leave. I had to leave and go watch a different showing. Um, and I think most of the audience was miserable. The first scene in Rome... Everybody was laughing because it was so ridiculous. They were throwing us around. I was literally falling out of my chair. They were throwing me in the air um, on this 4DX <laughs> and like just blasting me with air. It felt, it felt like an assault. Like I wanted to swing like at somebody. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. felt like I was being assaulted um, by Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's, it was, that's what you paid for. And, that's the experience. But yeah, and we for. were all laughing. The dystopian part was that no one was laughing at the movie or enjoying the movie. Like it was like 
it was like trying to almost distract us from the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it was like just so much fucking smoke and mirrors that people by the first, when the Vatican explodes, everybody was like, woo, even me. Cause it was like, that was fun. By the second, um, like fight scene or the third fight scene, silent audience. <laughs> and just the sounds of like, of the seats and everybody just hanging on for dear life. Jesus. Cause by that point, everybody was just like nauseous and angry. Um, because it was awful. Like it wasn't, it wasn't moving the same direction as like the camera would. So like that would make people, you know, that makes you nauseous when that happens. Um, it was banging people around and and it was doing it every fucking minute of the movie. Like you barely had a break. Like, like when Dom would like slam the car door, it would like jam you in a direction and it was just like fucking stop. Like it was just like being kicked from a million different directions. Um, it was the, it was the funniest fucking experience I've ever had. Uh, don't do it. You might actually get hurt. Um, I, even if you've done 40X before, this was a particularly bad one, but that was one of the most, um, again, it's one of those experiences where I'm glad I did it because it was funny from like a third perspective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if it was in a scene in a movie, um, but boy was it fucking uncomfortable uh i can't believe that 4dx is a thing it's the stupidest I'm really uh, su- idea ever I'm really surprised they're still doing it like when i really when, we, when we saw the equalizer in 4dx uh, nine years ago i was like well surely this right. won't last to the end of the year yeah it's like a bad carnival ride like the seats are like groaning and like <laughs> it, and it's just like sparks again, like like you ever go off-roading where you're like your butt is going out of their your chair yes. on this like it's that they were doing that to the whole audience and it's like I I had to leave because I couldn't pay attention to the movie and I was like I have to talk about this movie you know like I would have stayed maybe if I didn't have to do a podcast but I was like <laughs> I genuinely have to go watch this movie again and pay attention to it because it's well, just like bad. I'm getting kicked in the face every 30 seconds it was funny as hell though so that's all. So go, I guess go see it in 4DX. Fuck it. If you can, go see yeah. It. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, really. Just prepare for it to be awful. I was excited to pay extra money to be uncomfortable while I watched that this was, movie. Yeah, that was part of it. I was just like, I'm not paying for this. I should be paid for this. Right. I feel like this is an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I They almost challenged me because I watched like an hour of it. And they were like, well, you already watched an hour. And I'm like, counterpoint. I have a blazing headache. Give me my money back. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> like they tried to challenge it. And I'm like, fuck you. How many other people have walked in a 40 X? Your theater beat my ass. Yeah. Like I, like I, you know, yeah. Like I should send you a medical bill. You fuckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who's been, who loves mosh pits, you know, where I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't like intense, like a roller coaster. This is just like unpleasant. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, really need to re- rethink that technology. Um, they really do. It was really fun. Well, thanks for that review, though, Dave. That four four DX four DX. It was it was garbage. I don't have anything else to say about this movie, so I think we can be finished for sure. Yeah, I I I hear the next one is like twenty twenty five, and maybe by then I will have forgotten. But if I haven't, I'd rather not see another Fast and Furious movie at this point is my final review of this where I'm just like, I think I'm done. Okay. I think I'm good. Well, if I'm still personally. alive, we'll talk about it then. 
Yeah, no, I so I that doesn't mean we won't review it, I guess. I mean like on a personal level where it's like I want it to be known this is the last Fast and the Furious I go to where I wanted to go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like as a fan, like this is it. I'm done. I, I they, they they've they squeezed it all out. This is like <laughs> the final dregs of of the rag. Last bit of my goodwill. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I got nothing else to say. We can we can stop talking. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm excited to stop talking. Yeah, me too. It's it sounds sounds great. Sounds great. We have a Patreon. Listen, folks, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh you go on there for just five dollars a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motors a Maniac, Star Trek the Next Futurama, Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. I wouldn't be against watching some of the earlier Fast and Furiouses. Um and like Hobbs and Shaw, some of the later, depending. Um, but yeah, we do that. That's that's a bunch of stuff on that Patreon. So check it out. Yeah, uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com. You'll find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your NOS canister charged peepers onto that. Yes. Even though there was there even NOS in this? There was plenty of NOS, bro. Did I miss maybe, the NOS? Maybe the 40X seat knocked it from your memory, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I have been like, crying randomly and vomiting a lot but it's probably fine yeah no you're fine just go to sleep yeah <laughs>